Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. On the phone with me now, Andreas Preuss, radio host and producer at WRAS 88.5 FM in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Andreas, welcome to the show. And how has the ease of the social distancing been going this past week? Well, Glenn, good morning to you and your audience in Singapore. You know, the governor last uh, Friday opened up certain businesses, the hair salons, the bowling alleys, the nail salons, all types of uh, kind of businesses that were uh, publicly centered. And then on Monday, he opened up restaurants. Of course, this is all by government recommendation. But of course, many restaurants would not open because they still feared that the people were not quite ready to go out into public. And as well as the employees of the restaurants were still a little a bit wary of the situation. But Visiting restaurants, I mean, they have, if you want to open up, they still have social distancing. They have tables that are six, six feet apart. The servers are wearing masks and gloves, and people can make the choice whether they want to go there or not. So it's not an order to open, but it's mere, uh, merely a recommendation that it's no longer against the law to open up a restaurant. What's been what's been your sort of observation as, as you've been out and about? Do, do people uh, seem to uh, feel more comfortable now? Are they are they getting more comfortable with this over the past week, or or do you still see it, it being quite quiet and, and people are, are staying home? Well, I do think last time I spoke to you, tension is a proper word to use in this situation where you've got government and economy wanting to open to get people back to work. And then you've got public health officials that's, that are saying, well, we could see a second wave. Of course, the people are caught in the middle. They want to support their local businesses. But at the end of the day, they, of course, they want to save their lives. So I think that uh, most people have kind of held back into mm-hmm. going to businesses to, you know, participate in the economy. Of course, people need manicures. People need haircuts. People need to socialize. So at the end of the day, maybe they're... They're making their own calculated choice. Yeah. As of Friday, the governor announced that he would not extend the shelter-in-place uh, order except for elderly and those with underlying conditions. Uh, and, and as of, uh, I believe, there's something like 26,000, uh, almost 27,000 confirmed COVID-19 cases in Georgia. Um, do, are you seeing any uh, – or health officials seeing any uh, reduction in the numbers. Um, it's been my impression that they're holding, you know, there, there's still quite a number of infections and, and people, uh, you know, happening every day. Um, are those numbers coming down or are people confident that they will come down? Well, like you mentioned, there's 28,000 confirmed COVID-19 cases in Georgia. There's a little bit over 1,100 deaths in Georgia and 500, almost half of them are people in nursing homes, elderly people living in assisted living. That's a very interesting statistic. It's very unfortunate, but people over uh, 65 or so that are living in assisted living. But, you know, with more testing also comes more positive results, positive and negative. So I think you are seeing in the current situation where people are saying, you don't want to go out. There's been protests in Georgia against the governor saying, we're not ready for this. This You're actually making it worse with a second wave, potentially. Mm. And you do see more numbers increasing with the testing results. Well, I think so. I think the media has been very interested in calling out politicians, local governments, city governments, 
state governments to increase testing facilities available to people. But of course, you also have to realize that if you're symptomatic, I mean, you have a cough or a fever or something that qualifies for symptomatic conditions for the COVID-19, then you get tested. Otherwise, you can't be tested unless you have these symptoms. So yes, the testing results have gone up. And for instance, here in Atlanta, you've got the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, Sean Penn has a uh, facilities set up there where they're testing up to a thousand people a day. They have churches, Hmm. universities that are doing testing. So as more testing increases, of course, there'll be more negatives and more positives. Yeah, very interesting. The... um uh, the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds, the the uh, show uh, um, pilots for the the uh, U.S. Air Force, did a flyover on Saturday. I believe it was eight, a total of eight planes. Is that correct? Uh, and uh, qu- quite a big uh, show for over many American cities. But Atlanta was one of them, and North Georgia was one of them. Uh, did you happen to see that flyover, and uh, and or what was the sort of mood around that particular event? Well, Glenn, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm so glad you asked that. I'm a big fan of aviation. I've been to many air shows, and the uh, Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds are, are iconic for air shows in the United States, the Blue Angels out of the Pensacola Naval Air Station. And it was amazing to see these planes flying over your, your skies. And, and where we live, they actually did the route three times. They went south, and they went back up north, and they went down to the downtown Atlanta, and it was amazing to see, but of course, I made a point of it to go see it with my wife. I, I wouldn't say that people were outside looking up in the skies except for me, but then, you know, who knows? I mean, many people <laughs> had videos and things like that, but it was an amazing sight to see, and I'm so proud of that honor to the frontline workers. It, was, it really made me feel good. Yeah, there there was some controversy, though, in many cities because people were saying, look, that's just going to encourage people to come out and gather in groups. Um, was that criticism also being leveled in Georgia, or is that turning out to not be a thing now, now that they've actually done the flights? Well, I think that people should be trusted, that if you're somebody who's aware of the situation, aware of the symptoms, that you would know that, you know, I can be safe or I can be unsafe. I wear a mask. I can wear not ma- I can wear not wear a mask. If I walk the dog, I'm not wearing a mask. But if I'm walking down the street and I see somebody, everybody separates. Mm-hmm. And I think that people know that. They I mean you have to at the end of the day you have to trust people that they know what they're doing for themselves is the right thing to do. Interesting. Early on, if I can just go back just slightly uh, to a couple of weeks ago when Governor Kemp, the governor of Georgia, announced the easing, uh, he was almost immediately criticized by President Trump for opening too too much too fast. Um, has there been any follow-up to their relationship during this this opening period? Uh, is is that still is there still that tension there, or has there been any kind of uh, uh, a change in that? Well, as you know, tension is a big thing of my. Uh coverage in this story. You know, it was very strange. Brian Kemp is a Republican. He's a Trump supporter. Trump actually singled him out like it's too early and things like that. But but Kemp went ahead and did it. And there really wasn't much fallout besides the initial media coverage of two to maybe three days. Of course, the media is gravitating towards a inter-party you know, argument, which would be Republican versus Republican, Trump versus Kemp. But it kind of eased off, and he stuck to his 
his guns. I mean, he wanted to do what he wanted to do. There were protests, Glenn, and they drove by the governor's mansion with cars, and they went to the state capitol and had protests. Um, at the end of the day, you know, people may be frustrated by being in their houses and they can't make money. And then on the other hand, once again, the public health issue, which is, is it too early to go out? And is there, could there be a potential for a second wave? Yeah, talking with Andreas Preuss, radio host and producer, WRAS 88.5 FM in the Atlanta, Georgia area. And of course, uh, Andreas, you're a uh, 25-year-plus veteran of of news at CNN and other news organizations. And has the coverage of this uh, in, in Atlanta or in the U.S. where you have been seeing it, um, there's, there's been a lot of criticism from of the mainstream media, both kind of the left and the right. Um, what's your take on how the media in general has been, has been covering the science of this, the, the, the personalities behind this? How does, it, how does it appear to you now that we're, you know, 90 days into this uh, crisis, 100 days into this? Well, once again, I think the media situation is very politicized. You've got the left media, which may not admit that, and the right media, which does admit that. And the truth, as we always believe, is somewhere in the middle. And I think that uh, people should be making up their own own minds, uh, presented with the facts and presented with data and statistics. And I think that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the media has not been very supportive of the president uh, because most of the media may not be because there's there's certain tension within the administration and local news seems to tow a very biased line if you want to call it that um, but the, you know at the end of the day Glenn I think that uh, you know people have to make up their own minds you're trusting that people have seen the information, and if you're going to make a decision based upon your own needs and your family's needs, then you've been informed enough. Whether you wear masks or gloves or not, or go to a restaurant, we haven't been to a restaurant. It may be, it may be a bit too early. And that you trust the people to make their own decisions. I think at the end of the day, the media can only inform so much that you have to make your own decisions. Finally, Andreas, you know, from where you sit, where does where is this going to go next? As we look toward the next week or two weeks, um, what what is your best guess uh, from what you've seen so far, and and the mindset of the people that you that you know that you've talked to that you've seen? What do you think is is going to be sort of the next level of this? Are we going to get a second wave? Do you think, or is it going to just progressively get you know more open and better and better? Well, I think that. Science has said that we just don't know. People, there could be a second wave. There could not be. Chances are there probably will be. And you've got, you've got some schools opening where children will go back to school. You've got plans to experiment with what would fall look like for a school. Would there be, you know, staggered people coming, half classes, social distancing, desks? six feet apart. I think people are beginning to think of that and people want to go. They want to make their money. They want to do economy. There's a great thing about tele, you know, telework, but at the end of the day, I mean, you still, it's social interaction. That's very important. Of course, the concern is that there would be a second wave. And I know that the media has been very, they've exampled Singapore as a second wave type situation. Has that been, has that, how was that 
played out. Yeah, it wasn't so much of a second wave as it was um, one sector, which was the the foreign workers, were not uh, adequately uh, prepared or prepared for in in the in the first analysis. So it wasn't really a second wave per se. It was a continuation of the first wave that was um, that that needed to be uh, paid attention to better than it was, if I can put it that way. Uh, it's, not, it's not exactly an apples to apples comparison uh, for for second waves. No, it's not. And and I I did know that from the walk, you know looking at the Straight Times. And could that be a situation in the U.S. where it is people in assisted living or people over fifty five or sixty five, where they are at greatest risk? And could it spread beyond that? That's a question that's still up in the air. That's still up in the air. And. You know, we can only do, like you mentioned, the Blue Angels, a flyover. Today, we listen to, we're from New Orleans, Louisiana, a great culture, a great uh, thing. Like Singapore has the Hawkers, Hawker thing, mm-hmm. and, and the New Orleans, Louisiana is a great culture, a Creole culture. The Jazz Fest was canceled, and the radio station did a Jazz Fest. They called it Festing in Place. And we listened to the radio. We had our food. We had our music. It was fantastic. So at the end of the day... You got to do what you got to do, and that's the, that's the thing. You have to, humans are very adaptable, and they will do what they will want to do. Yeah. Our thanks to Andreas Preuss, radio host and producer, WRAS eighty eight point five, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, really appreciate your update uh, from there, Andreas, and hope to talk to you again in the future. Thank you, Glenn, and uh, good morning, and good luck to the people of Singapore. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm eighty nine three dot sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.